We cannot put this up. <laughs> we need to edit around all this. This is just playing around. This has gone too far. I'm just trying to explore ideas, but I don't mind. Uh, um, I do like the, the premise of um, friend zone pedo. <laughs> so good. It's fun. The guy that just didn't have the balls to make a move. On a kid, that just became one of the world's greatest mentors <laughs> on the Big Brother program. It's so fun. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. Well, do you know, it's, like, it's a bit like that, that the late diagnosis housewife or the, that gets the ADHD diagnosis mm -hmm. and then goes, oh, it all makes sense. It makes sense. And then they, they join the, the help groups and they're wearing shirts and hats, ADHD, ADB, what? You know, what was that thing where they go, AD, sorry, I'm distracted. Didn't someone make a show that? ADH, sorry, I'm distracted. <laughs> I just remember the the I, I, the autism one with the little jigsaw piece and it says, please be kind to me. I have Oh, autism. yeah. But then, you know, it becomes a community and they're in there doing rallies and then they're going, oh, let's all meet if we can even get there. Giggle, giggle, giggle. I'm at, at, the, at the end, what can you do even if you've got this? There's nothing you can change. You can't reset. You've got to wait for a refund in heaven. Like I always say, like you're not going to be able to change anything. So it's like, is there any benefit in diagnosing? Because it's like, isn't the mystery of why you keep yelling into the void fun? Then you, when you start to actually realize, oh, this is symptoms. The reason I'm furious when I'm driving my car and I see other people, I'm getting so angry now, what? man. I just see people, well, you know, just the existence of others is, is filling me with anger. That's crazy. That's so mental. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just someone going about their business. And I, um, oh man, I, I, I the detachment thing, it's, it's uh, someone's talking about um, DMT gives you that detachment. I, I see most people as non playable characters now, which is actually fucking dangerous, <laughs> where you don't actually have empathy. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, mate, they're just, just trapped here in this loop, dude. We've all got it. What, what do you mean about uh, DMT and detachment? I haven't heard about Well, supposedly what it says is you can you, you, you peel away the simulation, right? And then when you become acutely aware of the simulation, then you start seeing all the patterns. Mm. So when, when a housewife throws a stick and goes, another long day, oh, I see you brought the weather. <clears throat> you spot that? Whereas before you would have just thought, oh, she's nice, just trying to connect, <laughs> trying her best to say yeah. something. Now you're actually visually frustrated by it and going like, you grab their hair and go like, don't keep fucking saying yeah. the same thing. But also I had that just, mate, we've had school holidays. It's a lot. Yeah. You know what's so good is my, my boys have got like, we went to the Royal Show, they've got a ninja costume. They're just fighting at full fight. <laughs> like they're just wha whacking each other. I'm like... Well, I mean, they used to do that with gladiators. What's a plastic sword going to do? I'm like, let them have yeah. at it. They just go fucking wild. They got welts and shit. And I'm like, well, 
If they ever bullied, they at least they can take a punch <laughs> if he's getting hit across the head with a sword. <laughs> but you know what my favourite thing was? Um, the wedding of the year was on. Did you see it? Reese Nicholson's wedding. Big events. Group holidays. Do you know, I think that must be that when you really feel that you're out, you're not in the inner circle. When you see group holidays with comics that you didn't know are friends or you see the wedding and you're zooming in on the footage and you can see, oh, that's everyone that works on TV. They're all friends. <laughs> and you're like, imagine if you're in comedy like I am or people that anyway listening and you're not invited to that wedding and actually think you've got a realistic chance. <laughs> oh, they're all friends, dude. They're all hanging. You, you get invited. It's equivalent to me trying to chat to the housewives at school. They've all been on a holiday to Thailand and you're in there going, hey guys, what's happening? We should organise like a WhatsApp group and they're like, fucking what the fuck are you talking about? You stupid dickhead. We just had a wedding with all of us. We all got fucking Airbnb, shared Airbnbs. We got group chats. We all wear silly ties. We all wore Homer Simpson waistcoats. We're all fucking friends. You're in there at the gig and you're like, hey guys, um, Good weekend. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, of course. Reese Nicholson's wedding, you dumb cunt. We've all been on the bus doing karaoke together. You stupid dickhead. You dickhead. And you're like, I, I reckon people will be quite icy to be in the green room. I'm like, yeah, you weren't at Dim Sum on Sunday when we did the recovery party from Reese Nicholson's wedding. You stupid cunt. You're never going anywhere. It's a very, it's a very jarring feeling, because I would like to get that door list. Mm. Are you feeling? And map Are it. you feeling isolated? No, I'm not feeling isolated. I just wanted like to get that door list and map it to anyone that works in the industry, and I bet you it reflects a hundred percent of everyone that's got jobs in, in in the comedy profession. Yeah, but like, but but wait, you're not going on, you're not going on work retreats. With like with the people from the bank. No, but, no, but I didn't want that. But I'm just saying, I'm saying to you, and obviously they're all friends and they're allowed that. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's very good of you. That's very big of you. The irony of um, the irony of of um, expecting that you're going to end up riding on the ABC if you're not at that wedding. You stupid naive fucker. Why would they invite you in? It doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be the new Maria Bamford if you are not connecting and going on those retreats to Retrua Island. You're fucked. But don't don't you? Maybe you've confused. There's some confusion with causation and correlation here. If you were right, if you were on the ABC writing, man, you'd be at the wedding. It's not the other way around. It's yeah, not yeah, yeah, hundred like- percent. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd never thought of that. It's actually like. Work colleague invite. That's what I mean, man. Like you're you're not going to the work retreat for your local NAB oh, branch. You're a Westpac guy. You don't even know these people. Oh yeah, yeah, and and it's sort of like it's sort of like you have to you would have to invite them because <laughs> it's like if you don't, it's career suicide. It's that executive director that actually creeps the fuck out of you is mm. not standing. In that reception if room, he's not walking you up the aisle. <laughs> you're gonna, t- yeah, you're gonna target on your back. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. like you silly, silly mutts. He controls eighty percent of the finances for Channel Ten, <laughs> and he doesn't get fucking to make a speech at your wedding. 
stupid idiot. Get him in there. Let him fuck your husband on the honeymoon. He should have first penetration. You stupid idiot. Hell yeah, dude. They must pump semen. He must pull the cock and re- produce the first post-coital marriage. Dude, like a feudal oh. king, man. Just like a feudal oh, king, he's got first rights. <laughs> That's what I would do. If I ever get married again, I'll invite Eddie Maguire and Sam Newman to come in. <laughs> my wife, so I can get on the footy show. I'll be, I'll be like, Trevor Marblade can finger her. So, you know, the, the powers that be, National Australia Bank is the main sponsor. Some car guys, they can all gorge gorge on my wife you know? <laughs> gorge on my wife and I'm gonna yell have at it you've heard this boys thank you for putting me on telephone I was on the telephone reading numbers you tell me when you're done and I'll come and I'll, I'll treat her and we'll recover together. yeah man but they can they can get away with not inviting you oh yeah man whatever but you know what Um, it's funny uh, the spot fires because Post-Russell Brand. Mm. Like what? Well, there's a lot of articles, but, like, I know all the names. And, like, no one will say it. I, I'm like, what is the point in just being insidious comments, just going, oh, it's dangerous out there. It's a jungle out there. Oh, uh, you mean, like, the, um, uh, like, when they're alluding to to things that they know they won't they don't mention names and it's like oh i can't say much but we all know that there are certain people you shouldn't be around yeah yeah, like, yeah tell, just say makes, the fucking it, people i it's very hard to name and shame okay def- definition of but it still makes it sound way worse when they're so dangerous that you're like let me just say it's fucking do not ever walk to your car it's sort of like when you do with a, a toddler and you're like there's a ghost there's Jack Frost, there's a dangerous man out there, and you're like, holy fuck, and it just escalates. I'm like, dude, am I going to get raped? What the fuck's going on? Who are these people? Dude, it's X-Files rhetoric, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. you're in a, a parking garage. Suddenly I'm creeped out in a green room, and I'm like, am I getting, should I get a weapon? Do I have to carry my keys? These people sound, it sounds fucking toxic out there. I'm like, I want a quick comedy. And I'm reading these articles, and I'm like, there's a fucking... Gobby, gobbledygook chasing me with their cars. I'm like, do we know who they are? Can we just, can we just fucking burn a couple Dude, of people? A gobbledygook as the like the rapey Babadook is such a great reference. <laughs> That's real good. Watch out for the gobbly, the gobbledygook. He's oh, gonna dude. sneak in in the nighttime and suck you dry. Dude, a gobbledygook makes it sort of fun. And it, <laughs> yeah, when yeah. girls are wearing shirts, beware of the gobbledygook. <laughs> but you actually know the names. The names are beep, beep, beep. Yes. It's three wines into that guy and he will try He will try grope you, you know? The problem for me is I, I'm a comic, so I always try to make it fun. So <laughs> I'm laughing, telling people now about Russell Brown. I'm like, he only got five... Five charges? I said, it's nothing. I said, I reckon I've done 15 in the last three. <laughs> you, know I mean? you know, even when they had that, a warning on a comic that he potentially was coming to a gig and they were being escorted out, I hid behind bins and jumped out and went, go in, go. And they're like, you fucking dickhead. That's not fucking funny. And I'm like, I'm waiting for people to leave the venue and I jump out from the bins going, gobbledygook, gobbledygook. I didn't say gobbledygook, but 
in my head, I just cannot stop trying to do stupid jokes. And I'm like, it's not appropriate, you fucking dickhead. We really are walking them to the car. And I'm like, ah, I'm an alcoholic. I'm always looking for jokes. I'm sorry. Oh, fucking, who is it? I'll bash him. I'll put him in a wheelchair. What do you want? I'll fucking murder the guy. I'm like, but it is a tough, toxic playground we live in. Mm Mm-hmm. But the rewards are there. There's weddings. <laughs> there's weddings and sponsorships. Yeah, if you make it through the sea of cocks, you can get invited to some of the most prestigious weddings. Mate, I wanted, you know what would have been the best at that wedding is to people being sponsored. So on the back of a suit, sign in. Do you know what I mean? Tim Diff, you know like boxes have? Yeah. Boxes, and yeah. you're like, um, Nando's. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Three people were in Nando suits at, at wedding of the year. Do you think it'd be good to go to someone's wedding and you've got uh, like a smaller butcher's brand on your back of your suit and you're in the photos? And But it's, that doesn't even make the daddy mirror, but I would love to go to a famous friend's wedding yeah. and be sponsored by a brand like um, in the motocross yeah. with a lot of labels and or things a, with the jackets. Or a cyclist on the... On the lycra on a Sunday. Oh yeah, that's my favorite. Man is like a proper, like Sunday Sunday morning uh, flock of accountants, and they've uh, and they've got the sponsored up spandex that they're wearing. Oh. How how much time do you need to shave? You know, like what, oh. what's coming? How fast do you think you can really be, man? Like you're a weekend warrior. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, I understand. <laughs> you know, you know, there is one where it, there's one area that they're fast, and that's in the bedroom because they're little. Because <laughs> 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 they, they jump their pants because they're fucking freaks. <laughs> they, can you imagine peeling one of those cunts open <laughs> after a ride for sex? <laughs> peeling all that that. Packaging off and trying to suckle that on that little shriveled dick. Oh, dude, that hot mushed up cock. Oh, I don't think if I saw my partner, a, a, a lawyer and a weekend warrior on the bikes, if I saw them peeling out that little shriveled dick <laughs> that had been pushed on that seat <laughs> and then saw him changing, even if I saw a reflection of him in a window or a mirror, I would leave. <laughs> Just seeing him leaving. Do you know what I mean? When he has no speed and he goes up the driveway and the bike's wobbling. You know when they've they got that padded yeah, ass? And then you see them fall near the letterbox and some of the hedging and they're falling into it and they're like, Jenny, Jenny, I've fallen. You're going to help me up. And you got the glass and you go, off you go, you fucking hero. And then <laughs> riding. Do you know what I love is watching them at the lights, the anger that they have, like they're about... They're, they're on a Guinness Book of Records attempt. I'm like, you're riding into the obli- uh, oblivion, into the <laughs> abyss. You're riding away from your own self. Like my son yelled out so eloquently. <laughs> you're riding away from your own life or some dreams. I don't know what he said. Pretty sure I said it and he just remembered me saying. <laughs> Man, it must be, uh, that must, I don't know how you cross that bridge mentally. How do you go from you buy a bike and you are cruising around in normal clothes and having a nice time. Yeah, yeah. And you one day you think, I need a, I need a spandex this up. Like, I think, I think because what the first to- time you put it on, right? Like it must be fucking. It's a lot. It's a lot to put that suit on, look in the mirror, and then fucking muster up the courage to step outside. Dude, it's a, it's equivalent like, 
wearing that is like the first time you flatulate or you fart in front of your partner. Mm. That's just like you've given up. Mm. The fact you couldn't give a fuck. But I think it's mainly because of the rashing. Because they've got they they they've got those those seats are real hard and I think you're not really made to run uh, ride two hundred kilometers at pace in a little peloton pack and i think eventually it uh god tries to chafe your dick off because he wants you to stop Dude, that's it's exactly basically god it, right? rashing is a, a god cease and desist there's, there's so many red flags it's telling you to fucking cease and desist. Yeah. there's so many messages from the universe telling you <laughs> please you should don't not be doing do this, this. <laughs> please stop yeah. and you're like there's a reason that your balls hurt after five minutes because the Lord doesn't want to fucking witness this shit. It's like, please stop. Just stop it, you fucking dickheads. Just fucking go back inside. We're tired of it. But um, I find it insane, man. I've got friends that do it. I've ridden bikes, like, I've mountain biked and stuff. Not a lot, but, like, you know, enough for, for over a few days. I never had a problem with that. Like I've never had my body physically, physically screaming in agony. You know what I find the, the most insane about it is they're all very conservative. Most of them are nerds. Mm. And when I try to explain them how a bike and a motorbike are no different, except you actually don't have any recovery. Like say you put in peril, you don't have any acceleration to get out of it. So I'm like, you are actually fucking having the same risk as like a motorcycle. And they're like, fuck off. We got how much you fucking got lights, you dickhead. I'm like, you're on the road, you're a fucking moron. You got the chance of you dying is through the roof, you fucking reckless cunt. You got a family to think of, Jeff, okay? Don't be out on your bike on your fucking weird pumped up tires. You're in a motorcycle gang, you idiots. You know how many casualties happen on motocross? But they, they they do not like it. I'm like, you're weaving through traffic on a fucking wooden bike, you stupid bastard you got a family and they're like don't take it from me it's not the same as riding on a motorcycle you're not going as fast i'm like exactly you need to be going fast you're on a road you shouldn't be going to 40 k's through traffic you're a dickhead i'm going 120 probably 150 if i'm not suspended i'm like you need to be fucking moving dickhead or i could clip you by accident you're in there like Things to, obstacles to avoid. Are you yelling this at cafes or like out your window trying to have this conversation or is this people you know? Mate, I, my favourite is I know they're always hostile because I always yell at two and they always <laughs> pull fingers at me. <laughs> I want a hostile. Hey, they never see it in, they never see it as a bit of fun. <laughs> This is how you know they have no banter in them. Man, it would be very difficult to when they've been yelled at that they're gonna they're gonna die on the road. No, but you know you know that they're joyless because I would laugh back and I'd be like whoa and pretend to wobble or pull my pants down and go Mooney. They're always they met with like World War Three. Fuck you, fucking see you in court, dickhead. <laughs> We're all lawyers. We'll, we'll, we'll sue you. If we injure ourselves, you're going, we've got insurance, dickhead. We've got, you see them trying to, they're all riding behind trying to take your red jug, plate numbers, to try to do civil action against you. Do you know what I mean? Bring down your company so that they can all wander in flocks. Where they're riding to, man? Their yeah. wife doesn't, they, their home, no one wants them at their home, no one wants them at their destination. What's the journey? That's, dude, that's it, man. If you, uh, if you're putting that much effort and time into the journey, that means you have nowhere to be. They are proof that the journey is all you've got because their wife hates them and wants to leave them. Yeah. 
And then the person at the cafe hates them. That's where they feel the most okay. When they're howling up the highway with the wind on their ears, listening to me toot and going like, oh, I'll get you next time, cunt. <laughs> Waving my hand. Yeah. I'll get you next time. That's the only time they're free is on that bike. When you're facing derision and hatred at point A and point B, all you've got is that in between, man. But whatever, man. Like, at least they've got something to do. Nah, fuck them. We've em. got nothing. Fuck them. What do we have? Yeah, nothing. But uh, it doesn't mean we should be happy for them. <laughs> we should be angry. We should be tearing down. I want everyone. I want everyone in the fucking muck with me, man. <laughs> hasn't it, hasn't <laughs> someone done a show where they're on an exercise bike, and then they do their stand up? Man, dude, probably. Can you like? Can you imagine? Can you think of any novelty fucking stand up things that have not been done? They've all been done. Oh, mate. There's so many, man. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I um, I haven't seen someone like pre-record their set and then just play it on the screen and they're not there. I like that. That yeah. That I is... like the, I like the thought of like you just record it and then people sort of like, hey, we'll catch up for a drink after in Melbourne, and you're like, I'm not in Melbourne. You <laughs> stupid cunt. I hate Melbourne. I'm like, I just got some uh, uh, open micers putting a DVD on. It's <laughs> fucking stupid cunt. I would never before. Yeah, man, franchising out would be pretty good. That would be great. Be in 15 theatres around the country all at once. Mate, imagine that. So the opening thing is footage of your poster and then it zooms in like Google Earth and right at the bottom it goes, DJ set. And you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not even here. And you've got like family friends that have come, oh, we'll catch up with them and hear about uh, suicide attempts. <laughs> and they're like, he's not here. And then, and then... You do a live cross at the end. Hey, guys, I'm in Bali right now. I hope you had an incredible <laughs> show. Um, sorry for some of the technical hurdles. I'm sure there's problems going on because uh, I don't know who's running it, but the sound's probably awful. Um, hope you had a good thing. Sorry that the timing would have been off because I didn't pause for any punches or laughs. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your support. Anyway... It's happy hour out here. Time to hit the pool. See you later. And you see you turn and swing into the water. <laughs> so good. So good. Imagine if they suddenly go, dude, which in, we, you, your rooms are increasing. You're doing a 300 seater now. It's blowing yeah. up. And you're like, oh, well, make sure no one scratches that DVD I sent you. I can't wait. What do you mean? I've got a gala spot? Well, I'm saying edit in the opening bit. Oh, man. And then like, the opening bit is you discussing how you're not coming to perform. I'm like, who cares? It's all funny, dude. Everything's ironic. It's hilarious. Just pop that in. Dude, and then you got footage of you, like a DVD, just sitting in the green room. The DVD with other people. <laughs> oh, like that's the behind the scenes, man. That would be pretty good. Behind the scenes? Yeah, and the VIP so experience that. where they come in early and it shows and it plays 40 minutes of before show meet and greet pre-recorded. And it's just a DVD. And then you got uh, people are paid for a meet and greet and there's just a DVD thrown <laughs> in a room. <laughs> After the show, man, you go out in the foyer and there's someone selling uh, selling DVDs to take home and it's a video of you watching the video that you just watched. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's so man. good. Yeah. Oh, mate, and you know what the, the, the big reveal is? That you're lazy at the end of the show that you stand up and you're in the crowd oh, and you pull up a wig and the ultimate, man. And, and you go, yes, 
hey guys, I just couldn't be fucked anymore. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And you put off a trench coat and a mask and they go, I was here the whole time. I just don't respect you enough to perform to you. Fucking suck my dickhead. I'm off to the wedding of the year. Fuck that. It's so good to hear a guy that's ha- um, laughing overly loud and then for them to work out mid-show that you're watching your own show, <laughs> loving your own show. <laughs> He's killing it. And people are like, shut up. I can't hear the DVD, you dickhead. And you're like, my DVD? <laughs> it's my show. I'm not a Marley. And then they go, Steve Bennett loses his mind. Going, he had, it's meta shit. He was in the show the whole time. He's one of the greats. He was in the own show. He was actually there with Thornton and Barley. So funny. <laughs> what a stupid fucking profession, man. <laughs> it's pretty much the hardest way to extract money from other people. Because you're selling nothing. It's up there. Yeah. There's very little opportunity. Uh, like, yeah, I guess like a hu- it's a huge hurdle, and then uh, you can kind of start outsourcing and automating. But before that, it's it is a slow. Well, but, but, but I feel like what's the point? Like, I would honestly prefer to be in a room trying to sell healing crystals to people <laughs> than an act. I'm stand up. It's fucking smoke and mirrors. It's fucking fairy dust. It's like a stupid, stupid business. Man, I think the healing crystals are more bankable, man. Like. More consistent work. I would rather be in rooms doing yo-yo demonstrations and selling them at the end. I'd like, literally, if you could walk the dog, you'd have a better experience with your, your craft. Man, there are a lot of similarities between, uh, like, hawking yo-yos through demonstrations <laughs> and doing yeah. stand-up, man. It's just tricks. Uh, yeah. and, but it's a te- like, instead of... Uh, I mean, half the people coming to open mics are only coming to open mics because they want to do comedy anyway right yeah 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 and you know what it is it's the equivalent to solving the rubik's like Mm -hmm. the rubik's cube is like a permutations but you can memorize them Mm -hmm. but like that's not solving it solving it is to be presented with that many variables and understand the formula Mm -hmm. and go oh x equals z over three so you move it there like a monkey which is all the stand-ups memorizing left left right left left right left left right and then doing it on christmas morning and then people say, fuck, he's so smart. Pete's a genius. He solved the Rubik's Cube. I'm like, no, Pete remembered 15 votes. <laughs> Give him a new Rubik's. Yeah. Can't do it. And yeah. I'm like, and then you see the smug smile on their face at the end of their festival show. I did it. 28 pullback and reveals. Memorize. They've lost their shit. I'm a fucking genius. And then going out for a celebratory Chinese. Like you've done something. Mm. It's so embarrassing, dude. Mm. And then selling shit and creating a website and then basically interrupting and and, and feeling good about yourself, about what you've done. (laughs) And actually coming to an event with an ego and going, hey, I've got two DVDs where I do a series of fucking tricks. (laughs) And people now think I'm good company and I'm funny. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You've, you're swallowing your own supply. You've, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. You done fuck all, cunt. And so is everyone in the whole industry. But you can extrapolate this logic to all things. Yeah. 
And that's why I'm suicidal, dude. Mm, mm-hmm. There's literally nothing that isn't a trick. Well, that's, yeah, that's what, I guess that's what I mean. It's like, there's no point. It should, we shouldn't just be focusing on, on comedy. Um, yeah, yeah, it's thinking. everything, man. Yeah. It's the same idea of a lawyer that, that then gets excited about how much he knows. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's going to happen if you give up your whole life for 30 years and sit in a back room doing law. I'm like, you're not, you've not done well. I'm like, it's not a big thing. If you keep grinding on wood long enough, it gets sharp. You know, you grind on a, you grind on a bit of metal long enough, it gets sharp. I'm like, the fact it took you 37 years to get partner, I don't think you should be on the phone going, listen, try, take it to me, trust me. And then to have an inflated ego, mm. I'm like, it took you too long. Dookie House AMD became a doctor in one TV season. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Dookie House AMD, it only took three episodes to become a fully functioning doctor. <laughs> you actually did the proper thing, dude. If you're not a doctor or a lawyer in high school, you're wasting your time. <laughs> you're a loser. But then what's the, uh, what's the solution, man? Like, you can't, all you can do is smash the Rubik's Cube. Uh, but yeah. you just, but then you're just upsetting people. And if you do, full, if you do actually understand the Rubik's cube, all it means is that you can solve it as well. And there's no difference between you who knows, who understands the formula, and someone who's just remembered yeah. the permutations. Well, then here's the other options that you got. Or you can grab that Rubik's cube. Two options: either throw it over the fence and mm. then hit the person, or they give you the Rubik's cube. You peel all the stickers off and just glue them back on, and then hand it back to them. Yeah. And say, there you go. There you go. And say, I've glued it to the front of your fucking car. The Rubik's Cube is glued <laughs> onto your vehicle. It got solved now permanently. It's been shoved up your tailpipe and your car's going to explode when you leave. I don't know what to do, man. Because I guess throwing it over the fence, right? That's the equivalent, is, that's the equivalent of giving up. Uh, yeah. Or, or hiding away from it all and not engaging. Uh, and then like peeling the stickers off and gluing them back in place yeah, yeah. is arguably a lot more difficult than just doing learning how to do the Rubik's Cube. I worked out what my move is, yeah. is to mock them and then grab them. And to, I used to just say, ah, oh, whatever, you memorize some things. Now what I do is um, passively aggressively take them around the party and go, look how good it is. He's killing it. He's so fucking smart. Come here, come here, come here. Show, you haven't shown that. You haven't shown her. And then eventually they piece together, like he's been doing this for about an hour. I think he's mocking and taking the piss out of me. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Took you a while, didn't you? You couldn't solve that room. It's good to you, fucking dopey fuck. <laughs> and I've been mocking you and dragging you to show everyone your stupid little riddle yeah. that you've solved. Yeah. But anyway, look, at the end of the day, we need meds, but then meds make us like everyone else. So what are we going to do? <laughs> We had sentenced to have a hard life. Yeah, it's, that's upsetting, isn't it? Do you know what um, <laughs> the hardest part is? <laughs> trying to do stand-up because I can't be bothered doing it anymore. So now you just find yourself on stage. Yeah, like... And you're not prepared. Almost, like, almost coming to on stage, waking up, realising... Yeah, and people, mm. pe- 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 people are like... Dude, what are you doing? Like, you're not even doing the time anymore. You don't seem to be doing it. And you're like, yeah, I know. Dude, that's what stand-up... Stand-up is essentially you dragging the Rubik's Cube guy around the party, man. It's been like, isn't it crazy? Isn't it crazy? Uh, And making a big joke out of it. 
It doesn't solve much, though. It's amazing for you to to start buying into your own mythology, like drinking your own Kool-Aid. So yeah. you get Madison Square Garden, you get some success, and then there's a girl dating you that's way out of your league, and your ego allows you to believe that it's real. <laughs> that you're not just there latching onto your success. That you don't remember the past when you just lay in a back bedroom and people told you to kill yourself, <laughs> and you suddenly think, because you've done some Rubik's tricks, that you actually deserve it of love. But man, that's the, um, I think that's proof, like getting the success uh, yeah. and like drinking your own Kool-Aid, as you said. That's, that's proof that the only thing you can really do, you can stand around mocking it for, for yeah, years yeah, and years yeah. and years, but the, and the, but the best outcome is essentially that you do start to just give in and accept the, uh, the absurdity of it. And, and become part of the simulation. Yeah, yeah. Dude, and that's, that's what I think is like, because if you were cynical, like Dave, Dave Chappelle could not stand seeing him, you know, he sits on that stool, all elongated speak with the uh, cigarette. Mm-hmm. Him imagining him doing that should repulse him as a comic. Just going, oh my God, what have I become? Ah, yeah. oh, do you know, I'm so good at comedy, I can do the punchline before the setup. I'm like, he's actually just, you just got to dive into the water and just buy into the own mythology yeah. and just sit on a stool going, yeah, what are we going to talk about? I don't know how he does the voice, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, interesting, yeah, interesting, fucking Chani. Whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, if you are watching that from 40,000 feet, you would quit mm. because it's just like to take yourself so seriously is 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 insufferable yeah and it's antithetical to what you initially like your initial premise is to not take yourself seriously yeah. or anything seriously and then, then it's a weird confliction for a comic because you're meant to be cynic and hate everything mm-hmm. but then as you get success you should actually hate yourself the more the better you get the more jaded you should be yeah because you go like it's a fucking trick i suck but suddenly there's a point where you're just in an infinity pool and you've got a group of yes men giggling at you, these open micers just praying to one day, you know, be acknowledged on the Netflix special and hopefully gives them a few tickets. <laughs> and you don't think you don't think they're laughing. You don't think they're forcing fake laughs. <laughs> you think you just suddenly hit a oh, just suddenly I sort of came to know myself and it just hit a hot streak of riffs. No one likes it. No one likes anything you're saying now, dude. You're like, oh, let's go get a kebab. More like a shabab. <laughs> He's killed him. He's on a phone. Do you know what I mean? He's saying anything. I want a group of yes men, but all I keep getting are these no girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Dude. I've been trying to get people to do um, some horrific premises. Mm-hmm. I was trying to convince Luke Joseph Ryan to do a bit about being a... Uh, Friend zoned by a pedophile. <laughs> and I'm like, he ended up just becoming my mentor. I'm like, yeah, you got friend zoned by a pedophile where he didn't have the confidence because of your white privilege to make a move. So he ended up just taking you on a series of dates, teaching you to catch. You're like, imagine a pedophile that didn't have the balls to. <laughs> yeah, a nervous pedophile who ends up just being a great father figure. <laughs> so he just becomes a mentor. To- My dad was never around, but Jeff was around all the time. He never laid his hands on me. It was so weird. <laughs> it's him uh, sitting in the car after he's taught you to throw the ball, punching his dashboard, going, I just can't fucking make a move. He's too good for me. Yeah. I, go, I, I was in that movie, I just... 
I, I put my hand and then I thought, I just should have just grabbed his goddamn neck. I don't have any fucking balls. It was weird. He was all talk online on MSN Messenger. He's telling me what he was oh, going to do dude, to me. But every dude. time we met up and watched a movie, he sat on the other couch. Unbelievable. See, you, drive, you get a kid to meet you and then you just... You lose your confidence. You drive off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You drive off. <laughs> Dude, that was ne- that was never part of to catch a predator, man. They should have let it go on yeah. for a while and see if they were actually if they actually had the fucking guts to do it. Some of them don't have the balls, and yeah. they just end up teaching. <laughs> they just do catch with them and teach them how to hold a mitt <laughs> and hit a ball. And they're like, "Oh, he's a pussy. His friends own the kid. He's actually just a mentor. He's a weak pedo." <laughs> And he ends up with 30 kids that he's mentoring, like the Big Brother program. Yeah. He's <laughs> essentially running a youth group. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, all these bowling nights that he's paying for, and he's like, oh, dude. And he's just watching Rocky movies, just going, like, doing sit-ups, going, like, just make a goddamn movie. Dude, he's the scout master, and he's in his sleeping bag at night, and the campfire's going out, and he's, come on, Glenn, come on, just get up and go into the just tent, Glenn. Come get up. on. <laughs> Falling asleep before he can build up the courage to tiddle again. Dude, even when he, get, he gets blackout drunk on a camping trip, and then arse around... Has anyone complained? And a guy, ah, I didn't even make a move in a blackout. (laughs) (laughs) He's asking other cap leaders, has anyone put it in a complaint? And he goes, oh, fuck, fuck, I woke up in the bush. I thought I might have exposed my dick to someone when they were brushing their teeth. I don't even have the balls to do it. I must have run down to the river and jerked one off into the lake. (laughs) Fucking hell. I didn't have the balls. Imagine going to a therapist with that, man. You sit down and you're like, oh, I have these sexual urges towards children. And the therapist is like, yeah, that's that's not. And he's like, no, no, wait. I can't make a move on them. I can't. A friend zoned 12 kids. The therapist is having to counsel you through. <laughs> okay, well, first we're going to de- deal with your inability to approach and your confidence yeah. issues. And then after you've fucked one of the kids, we can deal with the sexual <laughs> deviancy. Oh, and you're just like... <laughs> It's costing me a fortune. I had to take three of them to the Royal Show three separate days. I just can't say no. These guys are messaging and going, make sure to bring a lot of money. I want lots of show bags, you fucking weak bitch. You weak bitch of a bag. And he's like, it was furious. I spent $380 on show bags for this little prick. This little prick left with 18 birdie beetle bags. Jet hats. And the balls. He's at the royal show with the kid. And then he loses the kid and he finds out later that some other pedo swept in and took him on. He's, 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 he has to call the police because the child he abducted got abducted from his care. Like someone, the worst. Like someone with some balls. Hey, Carney. And Carney put him on the ride and didn't give him back. Give him back. Give him back. And he's lets like, no. the kid on and he's like, not you, mate. You wait here. <laughs> I'm going on the Ferris wheel with this one. And he's yelling, where are you taking them? And then eventually he just, he walks off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's> yeah. like, <laughs> that is the biggest problem with the Royal Show. They are some insidious, dodgy people working those carnivals. Yeah, man. Carnies, dude. It's, they're the last people you should be trusting with your kids. I didn't trust anything because even just the bouncy castles, you've got to check that these are in a third exit where they've been molested on the way through. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where they just brush the dick. I'm like, I want to follow them and monitor them because there's all these signs, right? Because even though it looks like a fun circus, you'll see like this, this sort of satanic negative messaging in there. Like 
Do you know that clown will have its eyes crossed out? Yeah. Well, there'll be a mannequin that's got the hairs half peeling off and it and it's, you know, because it, you're not sure if it's weathered. Yeah. If these people are giving you signals. You know, like when they said that airport is possessed and they see all devil signs and shit like that. Mm. When you're walking around a royal show, you pick up so many clues. Like, why is, why is the, the, the top, top, the guy that, the, the top hat, what's the guy that, um, the ring, the ring conductor. The, yeah, yeah, the ring, ringmaster. I'm like, why is he deca- decapitated? And he's holding his own head. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not a scary ride. And then you see sort of weird gypsy people peeking out from curtains. And you're like, that's a real person. Why are they lean on the bouncy castle? I'm like, how quick can you molest someone? I'm like, this ride's three minutes. And I'm like, I ejaculate within one. They could be, they could have three sexual encounters before they've got to the other end of this fucking bouncy castle. I'm like, I don't want them on any of now, you're going to think that Carney is one of those jobs where, like, there have to be a bunch of them where you, if you went in with uh, with poor intentions, with evil intentions, yeah. you're like, man, I'm going to I'm gonna be a Carney. I'm going to get my hand on some of these kids. After six yeah. months of working there, man, you're turned off kids completely. Like, how many jobs do you think you go oh, into yeah. because you have a desire to be a bad boy, but the exposure to the children, you're like, actually, they're not that attractive. I'm really yeah, getting fucking turned off. And you know what the problem is? They're all, and they think it's a perfect setup because you move overnight, you got, everyone looks the same. They're all wearing speed dealer sunnies. They lie on that couch sunbaking. Yeah. That's all they seem to do. Leather skin. And you think it's perfect, but then I think the kids would be annoying. Yeah. It's not really worth it. Absolutely. It's better to get a, a house cat. You don't want to get, you can't keep pulling feral cats in or out of the forest do that buy it nip you're better off to have like a lap cat a lap a lap pedo do you know what i mean like one that you can just the karma a karma (laughs) experience (laughs) they're trying to pull them down the side of a caravan i don't know this is very triggering no man anyway i think it's good it's like it's like you go if you if you go into uh if you're in a high school drama or theater when you're younger right uh all of the you're spending so much time around uh, around around girls all the time, yeah, yeah. And there's lots of changing going on and all that stuff. Man, yeah. after a while though, you're it's 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 too you're too close. The proximity is too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people yeah. are like, oh man, like backstage, what's going on? No, no, it's, it's fucking horrible, man. They just won't. Oh, hundred percent. It's not as nice. <laughs> it's not, it's as, not nice. as nice when you see like three girls treating chafing because the leotard's too tight and, <laughs> yeah. and they're trying to get the tape reassembled to have their microphone. And you look yeah. and go, oh, yucko, she's got all like acne back. And you don't mention it, but you see it. And then you're like, why she got hair? And that stage makeup is just dripping after performances. Yeah, yeah. And then you There's look- a lot of toweling down. It's awful. But I, um, the carny life would not be as rewarding as you want. Well, that's what I mean. The only problem is you can't, you can't, I cannot distinguish one carny from the next. The only guy I mm. recognize is the, the guy with the motorized hand that smokes with, like he lost his hand in one of the carnival things and he had like a robotic hand that he's got a cigarette in. And he'd pull that back and forth. And I'm like, he's uh, memorable. I'm like, he looks like Terminator 3. Like the the, the, the rejects. Like the bad Terminator yeah. 3. Yeah, we, <laughs> we Skynet invented a Terminator that knows how to smoke. Dude, and it's like uh, twins. Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, twins, but Danny is also a Terminator. He's a shit Terminator. Terminator 3. And they've got... Um, 
Terminator, which is Harlot Spencer, and then the Danny Day beta version of the robot. That's it's got a, a mechanical arm that can just hold one cigarette. Dude, it's not one, even one. it's not even the whole person that's the Terminator. It's just the yeah. arm, and the only thing the arm's figured out is I can kill this guy slowly if I make him smoke. Cigarettes. You put cigarettes out, and he's got the voice like you know when you've had uh, throat cancer. <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> and he leaves to go get more cigarettes. I'll be back. You see his wheels go beep, beep. He goes down the road. And you see him at a 7-Eleven trying to count out coins to get more cigarettes. Uh, counting out uh, tokens for the ride. The big swooper that he operates. See, that's so funny to have a, a story of like Futurama style with uh, the, the brother, the, the, the off-cut brother, like the weak... The Terminator, the bad. It's a decent movie theater idea, do you think? <laughs> yeah. Do you think? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it might be a bit limited by the <laughs> by the very narrow focus of the hand. <laughs> no, but you, you're saying like this, and so you can tie it all in. So you're like, two robots were sent back in the past. One was a fuck-up. <laughs> you know, someone, a dyslexic scientist put in the wrong code. And then sort of weird toaster with a weird looking <laughs> fucking thing. And I'm like, he was sentenced to friend zone uh, kids at the fair forever. <laughs> Didn't have the balls to ever make a move. <laughs> Just constantly, come around the back and I'll teach you manners. <laughs> like when we were talking about uh, putting cameras in the classroom, man, I reckon the public school system is probably responsible for straightening out nine out of ten sex offenders. You know, the ones, yeah, yeah. The ones that go into teaching. <laughs> They're really oh, put yeah. off after the first term. That that is that's crazy. So you know what you could do mm. is you go to jails and you live stream the footage from the schools of kindergarten kids just being obnoxious yeah, and annoying. So annoying. And and that's basically like, you know how they do straight conditioning, trying to get gay guys to be straight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make a, a room full of pedophiles watch kids at their work. <laughs> no, I mean, never shut up. <laughs> Who wants to be around that? They're fucking snotty nose cunts. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, he wants more water. Shut the fuck <laughs> And they eventually go, yeah, you're healed, dude. He goes, oh, every time I hear that fucking petulant voice, I want to throw up. Can't believe I used to be into that shit. They never shut up. Fucking stupid. It's, dude, I do like the, I had to drop my kids off at a sports program today and I'm like, I've watched uh, Netflix. Like these are where it happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Lego, Lego conventions and weird sporting things with that bone-eyed looking guy that goes, they're gonna have a good day. And they're like, what do you mean by that? Everything I'm suspicious of, trust me, they're gonna have a good day. I'm like, what do you mean by that, you fucking dirty dog? And then he's like, what do you, what's your problem? And I'm like, you wanna fucking go? You know, you end up trying to fight me? Yeah, is your, is your head on a swivel when, with anything like that? Are you skeptical of every person? Both boys are wearing helmet cams, and I'm like, do your best. I've got a gang of ninjas waiting in the forest to fight. <laughs> Dude, it's actually so hard to trust another human. Mm. So, like, I, I'm i the only one that doesn't leave. Like, I'm watching, and then there are weird <laughs> moments where they'll see me, like, that, Yeah, you're, you're suspicious of the coordinator. The parents are suspicious of you because you hang oh, out around yeah, the yeah. And they go, uh, wolf, Wolf's on the roof of the demountable trying to look in. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why is he close the gym room? You can see him near the air conditioning duct trying to look down at the kids. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying to look after them. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? I'm just watching the kids. I'm arrested just trying to get a glimpse. Peeping Tom. I'm like, I didn't know the change rooms were there. I was trying to take down the supervisor. I got, I went down the wrong, I went down the wrong air conditioning duct. I've been arrested for peeping Tom. I've somehow watched a toddler take a dog. I didn't mean to. I just got the supervisor, the bong-eyed supervisor. He's a pedo, but friends owning kids. He's a fucking creep, man. It's minority report. He's dodgy. <laughs> Mate, they must be a lot of cowards because there are other guys, you know, can't meet girls that yeah. are either like quick shooters mm-hmm. or tiny dickies. Yeah. And like they always just reject girls. Go, come on, we're best friends. And they just can't Getting friends show on. the girl that yeah. they like. Yeah, if, if you think that like, what, 70% of men are completely fucking. Uh, mental. Well, just incompetent with any yeah, sort yeah. of social interaction totally useless i reckon 70 percent of dates the guy's ejaculated before he's even picked her up like he's just walked in the car yeah. brushed the side of the door and he's like oh yeah look yeah i'm gonna go home i'm gonna work in the morning and it's like he basically just came because his jet, he put his belt on too tight he's, he's like yeah oh yeah i'm just like i've got morning work just trying to yeah, driving your date to the restaurant and you you had a had a speed bump on the way in and you're like well <laughs> let's go home <laughs> how many dates do you reckon have, have ended for young kids that have just um fucked up and stickied up their pants before <laughs> anything's happened and they're just acting really weird and go like oh he's all sweating acting weird and it's because he actually had like it Cummed his pants. That can't be that common. Is it? Is it that common? Like, that's got to be real fringe. I reckon it happens a lot. Really? I reckon it's like, you know those packages that explode? You know where it's a birthday present? It just explodes <laughs> when it's over. I reckon it must happen. I think, I wonder how many, uh, like, for how many guys does that make the date work? You know? like. And you know what I think? I think it's their sweethearts. Mm-hmm. Because they're so emotionally connected. That just the fact she goes, oh, you look nice. Well, some, oh, well, some of them aren't sweethearts, though, man. That's, I think that's the fallacy. Some of them are like, uh, they th- they think they're sweethearts, but it's 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 not that situation. It's it's complete uh, objectification no, right. and insanity. And you know what? It is they're thinking about themselves the whole time. That's why they they're ejaculated. Yeah, she's saying, yeah, my my cat's got cancer, and you're like, oh, I think I've got a bone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And you're like, my dick's getting tingly. And she's going like, yeah, I'm struggling at my work. People are being rude. And you're like, oh, my balls feel hot. (laughs) When sheer proximity to another person has got you on the fucking edge, man. (laughs) And the thing is, you only think, the reason you're coming quickly is because you're a narcissist just thinking about yourself the whole time. Dude, you're like, you can barely separate the reality that's happening around you and fucking a girl who... It's not like it's not even close to happening. But you're all, in your head. You're like, it's fucking happening, man. Oh, she said happening. she wanted to grab a coffee. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's not a nice guy, man. That's a fucking terrifying man. She said to me, we we may as well finish the mail. Do you know we might as well finish? She says finish, and he's oh. <laughs> you said something about the Nazis and Andrew Tate, and she's like, "Well, look, let's at least finish the chili muffins. We may as well." <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. you know, like I think she's gonna she's gonna let me 
Drew she says, stop. she says, I think our food is coming, and he's he, he is coming. Uh, <laughs> coming. <laughs> she's like, oh, I, I think they fucked up my coffee order, and he's going, oh, fucked. <laughs> Just keywords, keywords are triggering. <laughs> everyone does it in. Um, everyone does it in um, speeches. Like imagining people and they get that will put you off everything. Imagining relationships, them having sex. Every couple I meet, I imagine them having sex, and it's a lot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, That's not good. I always imagine them. So, like, you just meet them and you go, like, oh, yeah, I don't see it. And then you're like, no, I don't think you're suitable. And it's because you imagine them, like, banging in different positions as they're talking about how they met. And they're, like, on top. I'm not joking. Imagine if you were like that. That'd be shocking. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be shocking. I think if uh, the idea that someone... The idea that someone can conjure up a fantastical, uh, imaginative scenario in their head that's so yeah, uh, so consuming that they could they could bust in their pants. That's a terrifying individual. Like no one should have that ability for imagination, man. It's creepy. This is how you can fix uh, me too in the green rooms because I did it for a while where you would like describe the dick, and you just basically yeah. we all start. Doing scenarios, uh, trying to describe what that person's dick's like, <laughs> and we would do it vocally in front of them, mm. and it emasculates the guy. Like they, are, that is how you friend zone a guy. If you get a guy in, and then you get a group of girls and us, we're laughing and howling, little Kenny. Oh, it's got nail clippings in his pubes. <laughs> Fucking loser. But you give me a lot of detail. We're all laughing. The guy is so humiliated, yeah. and I'm like, he's not gonna. He will commit a crime, but he'll be. It would be. A, a crime of anger you know he won't be able to charm he won't be you'll be very obvious that he's he's committing the crime because it'll be done with malice do you know what i mean rather than the, the more usual way which is the charm charm offensive that becomes too much which i think is the normal move do you know what i mean like in the green room is the power dynamic that then is exploitive preventing a me too by perpetrating another me too essentially oh uh, yeah what i'm saying is humiliating men yeah by having packs of girls and me teasing them about their sexuality and their dicks yeah, and then all howling no, and I laugh. No, I know, but you're, it's still like, it's still you're in a green room going, hey guys, let's all talk about Jeff's dick. Oh, dude, it's so <laughs> it's fun. Not, it's not great. And you basically, you basically, um, you bully them. There's not enough male bully. You know what it used to happen <laughs> is I think like, there, there's not a threat. This is why comedy's dangerous because the creeps would normally what would happen in high school, they got, that guy gives me a bad feeling and, th and that's why you beat the fuck out of him and he's now in a feed pipe. But because everyone's so kind, there's no risk there. Back in the day, people had to friends over because they were scared because there was guys in leather jackets in the green room that would just punch him in the back of the head and go, you're annoying. <laughs> you're annoying. Your energy's annoying. Fuck off. Don't come back to comedy. And he'd be like, what do you mean? I want to do my anti company and go, don't ever fucking come back. And he's like, he can't gig in the city anymore because a guy's bashed him because he goes, you got a creepy vibe, fuck off. <laughs> do you think, what I'm saying is alpha guys used to keep away beta dangers. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> I, I'm not, what do you mean? This is a blanket statement that I, no one could possibly agree with and sound rational. Alphas used to protect, protect betas. We used to keep the weirder beaters out of the same system. <coughs> now, because everyone's progressive, there's most of the dangerous ones are dangerous beaters. Right, yeah. So you're, 
your your recitation is that back in the day there was less rape because alpha male. No, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this on record. Wow, what a great show. If you want more Sure Thing, check out the Patreon. Longer episodes, Patreon-exclusive episodes every week, and most importantly, it's the best way to show you care. Patreon.com, Sure Thing. We cannot put this up. (laughs) (laughs) We need to edit around all this. This is just playing around. This has gone too far. <laughs> I'm just trying to explore ideas, but I don't yeah, mind. Uh, um, I do like the the premise of um, friend zone pedo. <laughs> yeah. So good, it's fun. <laughs> the guy that just didn't have the balls to make a move on a kid that just became one of the world's greatest mentors <laughs> on the Big Brother program. It's so fun. Now you'd think that um, you'd think that for the guy who's busting in his pants on a date, like. For for a substantial number of them, that that must sort of relax things, and they can they can get through. You know, like they've got to be a lot of marriages uh, that lasted for five generations because uh, or five decades because uh, yeah. the guy busted and he was so nervous. But fortunately, on his walk over to take her to the milk bar. He uh, he brushed up against a lamppost and he, he busted in his pants. Yeah, but I still... And then he was I able still... to chill out and see clearly instead of having the uh, foggy haze of cum shrouding his vision. I, I just see it like stand-up. Like, they... Not... It's very rare that people would be good at sex, so it's just a lie. Most mm. of the marriages have just got horrible open mic and hacks. <laughs> they have loveless sex. Sucks. But they're just happy that someone fucking remembered their name. Oh, yeah. So they, they just tolerate it. I think that the idea of like, yeah, I love him so much, but he's a fucking pre-cum <laughs> fuck up. But he's, he's, you know, he looks after the kids and he, he friend zone like my, my stepson to his friends zone the steps. But I'm saying to you, like, I think the unspoken 80% of marriages, the sex sucks. They just get on with it because they want to fit in. <laughs> They're not happy. Yeah. It's, no. it's slimy and gritty and they, that's why it ends up just becoming on your birthday and you've got to drink to try pretend to pretend, you know, try to get through it. I'm just saying that if you're like, if you're on the first date and uh, and you're watching the movie and but all all you can think about is the sex and it's like, it's got you, you're, you're essentially do- yes. doing a big edge for two and a half hours. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's going to be very noticeable and probably ruin your chances, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And then so what happens is the pre camp so he's come before yes. and then he lasts longer. And then, well, no, 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 no not last longer. It's just that he's able to, uh, when she says, oh, when, when's our food coming? He's not like, oh, oh freaking yes. out. So he's able to have a normal conversation. Better than that, as he builds up his confidence. So they're like, oh, Pete was unbelievable. He waited for the like 20 dates before he ever made a move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the truth was, he never waited. Time, every time the waiter pulled just, his he chair just, out. He just, 
<laughs> just blowing his pants and he didn't want them to see the sticky underwear. So he had to always go home and then he would he would drive off after dumping them and throw his undies at the car window. He waited for three months and it was actually him slowly building the confidence so that he didn't come when his chair got pushed in at that dinner. Dude, the first, the first three dates I was uh, really invested in Margaret. Uh, but by the fourth date, I was primarily just going because the uh, waiter would uh, put the napkin over my lap and that would make me come in my pants. So, uh, and, she, and Margaret's like, yeah, it's been, he's been a real gentleman. It's been 20 dates. He, he does keep making us go back to the same restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <Mate>. <laughs> just, every time he sits down and the waiter is like, sir, and gets the napkin and folds it over. Oh, yeah. That brief contact, that's what he's in love with. He falls in love with the waiter. <laughs> a favourite restaurant again? Yeah, why not? But um, it must happen a lot in Christian relationships because they don't have sex and you cannot, sometimes you cannot be conducive sexually and they just end up married to this guy that's treating her like a grinding wood. Do you know what I mean? What are those things where turn tables, what are they called? The t- turnbulls. What is that thing where you a grindstone, a wetstone, router, or a router, that a thing, uh, that thing that can just uh, smooth wood? Oh, what I'm like saying a to you is, plane? A sandpaper. T- a t- I forget what sand it's called. Belt sand, a belt. Basically, sand. basically, there must be a lot of horrible sex experiences in religious relationships where they're just staring mm. at, going like. Oh, what is this? God, what? And I'm like, no, that's bad for everyone. Like, this guy's a hell. He's just a fucking jackhammer. <laughs> just a jackhammer. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Just shooting you with a nail gun. <laughs> they're like, this, this is fucking horrific. It's a lot. And he's like, yeah, yeah, this guy's just jamming, spammy jamming. <laughs> just going in, pound. Grind and pound, ground and pound. <laughs> it doesn't know what he's doing. He's just watched a lot of pornography and drawn shit in the sand. Just hammers it like like he's, uh, you know what I mean? Like Amish building a fucking wooden boat. Pounding and nailing. Bang, bang, bang. She's like, this is fucking hurts. I'm like, yeah, that hurts for everyone, dude. You get tearing. You're getting tearing. I love the idea of someone of a guy being so so premature and so quick to bust that he starts forming sexual relationships with things that have set him off dude. like the weight of napkin thing or i don't know just like a, like a particularly bumpy stretch of road uh, dude, dude he's but bust route seven and he's just doing a laugh yeah hey. bust route seven baby uh, dude and they're like they're like um are you ever gonna get off and i'm like yeah almost <laughs> Almost, next stop. Yeah, dude. Next stop. Dude, dude, what a nightmare for the bus driver. It's just one guy left. It's 11.30 at night. It's yeah, a yeah. rural stop. And then you look in the mirror because this fucking creepy guy keeps he keeps staring <laughs> off his wide and eyes. And he's staring and he doesn't break eye contact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he goes, ah, ah, and he goes, can you just try it? Go a little bit easier on the brakes. <laughs> And then around turns, and then he, he all you hear is a oh, like this horrible noise from behind you, and then a bing. 
Sing. I'm up here. On. I'm up here, and you're I'm like, "I'm finished." This is the middle of the forest, and you're like, "Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go. I've got work in the morning." The guy's like, "No, no, I need to get off. I need to get off. <laughs> please, please stop." Oh, you've got some rust excuse. Yeah, I've got golf in the morning. I'm gonna go. Bye. <laughs> he runs off into the forest. Dude, that's why they get the spandex, man. That's why they're in the lycra because 200 k's in, they're like, "Man, I need to." This isn't working for me anymore. I've been busting on this bike seat for yes. uh, it's so it's been it's not it's not as easy anymore. I need to tighten up the friction, man. <laughs> oh, that is what they're doing. That the, yeah, these lawyers are busting into the back of that seat. <laughs> into that dude, wooden seat. I love the bus stop. <laughs> oh, imagine imagine if uh, a cyclist and you've got one of those um what are those the, those things that you put your dick into the <coughs> What, what what thing like just, just what what is it what type of thing is it like they simulate a penis like the what are those things called like a fuck a flashlight or a yeah flashlight okay, yeah 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 like imagine if you dock into a flashlight when you're up for a ride do you think that big and the seat is sort of like you you pop you know what I mean do you think and you can unzip that little lycra and attach and you sort of lock in and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you can finally all hold hands with the other loser lawyer mates. You go for a hundred gay rides. That's what they're doing. It's that that, that bubbling of the over the gravel. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's all they need to come. And they're like, oh, for another ride, are you? For a day, you're a compulsive rider. Dude, maybe that's it. It's a secret club that we're we, we're not privy to. And the first bike, you're like, I don't really get what I don't get what that why this oh. is so good. Uh, but after you know after thirty minutes, you're like, oh. Oh, oh, and then suddenly got they're like like oh you've got to get the like you've got to get the X series man the X the seat is so oh. hard it oh the oh. friction's unbelievable so then it's both going, and they're just doing another ride yeah yeah yeah, yeah going out with the girls <laughs> I love it and then you're like where are you going and we're like we like to just be on um oh no no smooth tracks we like the gravel <laughs> you can't take it in gravel but you're like oh the bitch you in. And imagine, imagine that where uh, groups of cyclists, if you pave it with that smooth stuff, they stop using it. They're riding and it to the council, <laughs> complaining. You know, you can get pigeons, and you can get pigeons with those little spikes that kicks them off bikes. You actually, if you, if you actually lay good cement that's good for cars, no one does it. It's the older gravel track. You know, you know those bumpier ones. That, you know the old ones that still have the little rockies in, rather than the smooth. And there's big anger because they're like. Oh, Mitchell, freeways change. They've changed big chunks of our cycle traps. Bring back the old gravel pits. <laughs> hey, boys, I, f- I feel like, I don't know, this, just my uh, my sort of like casual athletic wear is, um, it's not really working for me anymore. And they're like, don't worry, oh. we know what you mean. You need to get some of this close-fitting spandex stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, the wrong stuff. <laughs> Dude, it makes sense why they never use the cycle track. You need to reduce the amount of fabric between you and the yes. seat. <laughs> you need it. And no, but this is why they never use the cycle track because they're always too small. They've got to stay on the road. You're like, get off the road. There's a fucking track over there. And they're like, it's smooth. We need We need this vibration. Yeah, I did a nice 200K tantric ride over the, over the weekend. It was uh, pretty good. Dude, so it's basically just fucking people are edging that haven't had sex in their mouth. People are out on edging sessions. 
<laughs> so bad. It's just group edging, dude. They're out there all edging to take it to the limits, taking it right to come point, take it to the limits, riding for two hours just about to come. That's enough for these uh, premature ejaculators are right on the cusp just on a bike. He's a 60-year-old man just about to come at any moment with any touch. Dude, that's why they're furious, man. That's why they're angry. Like, they're, they're so close. And then you're going fast. You're honking. You turn and you take them off. Fuck! Dude, it's equivalent. I was there! It's equivalent to, like, a, a, a FedEx delivery knocking on the door just before <laughs> yeah. you come. And you're like, oh, fuck off! Who's there? I don't I didn't order anything. Fuck off! What the fuck? I've been right. I've been edging for two minutes, ten minutes here. Dude, these are long edging sessions. It's so long, dude. And the longest edging. And they just had to keep getting longer and longer with thinner and thinner materials and harder and harder, more rigid bike seats. Oh, what? 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 It's so true. I think that's it. It's so fucking disgusting now. I'm going to yell out the window. I'm going to be handing tissues out. I know what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? Sick. I'm going to get my son to yell, you're sick doing that out in public. Sicko. <laughs> one, Fucking sicko. Got a camel backpack. One uh, one hose for water and another hose for coming in to fill up the reservoir, oh, baby. Oh, oh, oh. Dude. Out in plain sight. Yeah, dude, just getting milked on the freeway. <laughs> in plain sight, doing sort of, fuck, water. Getting milked to and from the cafe. Groups, group simulation <laughs> sessions. It's fucking shit. In plain sight, dude, like those carnies out there. <laughs> Filthy lawyers. <laughs> edging, edging their way to, to, to a coffee shop. It's so good. It's so good. Oh shit, man. We'll come back on. I'm gonna go check my shares. Leveraging your home. Margin personal loans. Hedged by put contracts.